in your home and family. When conflict occurs, how do you resolve it? How might a Christian counselor help you learn to resolve conflict and be reconciled? Join us today as we discuss conflict and reconciliation. My guest today is Dr. Gary Peterson, the Director of Graduate Counseling and Graduate Education at Concordia University in Wisconsin. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Gary, so much for being my guest today. I enjoy being with you. Well, we want to talk today about conflict. Could you just summarize a little bit about why conflict does disrupt our peace? Well, you know, conflict can arise out of a lot of things. It can be out of simple misunderstandings and and then grow into disagreements. It can just be differences and different values or goals and eventually lead to some type of broken relationship or strife in a relationship. Uh, Sometimes it could be competing over limited resources as viewed by those that are involved. And and in other ways, it can just be part of uh, our sinful attitudes and desires and natures. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of this information that I'm sharing with you today is in our course, but is from uh, the work by Ken Sandy Mm -hmm. in his book called The Peacemaker, and materials by ambassadors for reconciliation mm-hmm. and, and peacemaker ministries, which we use as uh, our course materials as we try to train counselors on, on going beyond just conflict resolution, which is very typical in counseling to teach conflict resolution skills, but to go beyond that to really reconcile. And conflict resolution uh, can sometimes deal with the material disagreements that go on in a conflict or the outward things, uh, for example, if there's a lawsuit, you know, they may be able to, a judge may be able to settle that, but can't necessarily deal with some of the emotions and feelings that still might be there that need to be resolved and, and need to be reconciled. And in some cases, there needs to be forgiveness uh, uh-huh. between the parties in order for them to move on if the relationship can continue. Uh, and so I, you know, I think those are some of the main uh things that are part of why it's important to reconcile and not just deal with a conflict on on the outward surface mm-hmm. part, but to understand that, you know, things do happen between between individuals for a number of reasons and that uh, unless it's resolved, it can fester because yes. of our sinful nature and grow worse rather than uh, try to find ways to resolve it. Absolutely. And you probably are not aware that I was an LCMS reconciler for about 11 years. I'm not anymore. So I'm pretty familiar with some of those books and some of those ministries that you uh, referenced, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are not. And um, in today's world, you just have to be alive to be in conflict. It's And as you mentioned, you know, our sinful nature causes all kinds of conflict. Uh, some do a better job of resolving it immediately, and others don't. Let's talk for a minute about just some of the conflicts that come up in our lives. And maybe, if you can, maybe just one story without a person's name that we could kind of flush out. What would we do if this was the conflict? And uh, what what are some of the things that we want our listeners to understand about how they would resolve that? It might not be their situation, but could you do that? 
Well, you know, usually it's we would look at it as some type of broken relationship that that hasn't been able to at the at the early stage either overlook uh, small things that are going on or an issue that's going on or finding a way just to talk about it. Communication is key in our mm-hmm. world, and and uh, there are a lot of times where people, uh, for one reason or another, choose not to communicate uh, some of their concerns and 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 or conflicts that they're having or value issues that they have when when they're uh, differences of opinions and differences of ideas and sometimes that can cause uh, additional uh, strife and so without uh, overlooking it or recognizing that it is an issue that needs to be reconciled and talked about uh, people can just let it continue to fester and and because of our sinful nature just grow yeah, absolutely. And and I'm just thinking about some of the different issues that we face. Uh, sometimes I'm sure you're dealing with uh, couples that maybe are in conflict um, because I would guess a lot of our listeners haven't even ever gone to a counselor. So I, I, I want to do two things today. I want to talk about how we resolve conflict and become reconciled, but I also want to help them understand some of the benefits of working with uh, a counselor, a trained counselor that can help them. So marital issues, family issues, it might be a teenager or a grown adult that we're in conflict with. It might be a work-related conflict, churches and schools, obviously, many times, and even the workplace. Um, So I'm sure those are some of the ways that you work with uh, helping people in conflict, um, correct? Yeah, as we train counselors, and, and, and that's really what our role here is, we train school counselors and professional counselors and even individuals that are having substance abuse issues. You know, what we're really trying to do is give give them the tools to work with individuals who have a range of needs. And, and sometimes that's just a matter of, uh, understanding that they have to build, first they have to build a relationship with the client that they're working with and try to understand what's going on for that individual. Because in, in reality, in the end, the counselor can't solve the problem mm-hmm. for the person. They can assist the in, individual with the problem or, or two individuals with the problem if they're in conflict and try to help them come to a reasonable resolution. They They can't force anybody to do, make any changes or mm-hmm. force anybody to do anything. But by talking through issues, by really identifying what the, the main disagreements are, then the potential communi- with that potential communication and, and reasonableness can eventually come to trying to resolve those issues. A lot of times those issues are deep-seated and individuals aren't even aware why they're still so angry or why they are frustrated or what's going, whatever is going on in their life. And uh, trying to get to those issues can be of assistance. And, and from a Christian reconciliation point, you know, getting those out to look for ways to uh, resolve that. And, and from a Christian perspective, uh, sharing the gospel, the good news about, mm-hmm. about the forgiveness we, we receive each day through the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, can help them understand that we are forgiven as individuals just because of what Christ did for us. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things that I'm hearing you say is, and I want our listeners to understand, the counselor is not going to be telling 
the couple what to do. They're going to be listening and maybe helping each other understand their feelings and why they're angry because a lot of times they just need to talk to each other, don't they? Yes, that, that's true. You know, a counselor isn't there to take sides. It, is they're, they're really trying to provide an opportunity to allow uh, individuals that need to work through some issues, uh, the forum to uh, be able to express those ideas in a safe place and then also uh, and work through those issues eventually. And some, some take some time because, like I said, they're not – not everyone is necessarily aware of why they're uh-huh. they're so angry or why they can't uh, work something out with someone uh, because it maybe started small uh-huh. and it, and the anger built and and they they really lost track of what it was but uh, the communication usually has stopped people are not communicating yeah. not talking in a lot of ways uh, or if they are communicating it's using uh, you know inappropriate sarcasm mm-hmm. or other ways that uh, not only ha- hamper the relationship but hamper the reconciliation and, and working through an issue. Good. So what does the counselor do to help, let's say, uh, maybe it's a husband-wife um, that are in conflict. Um, what are the steps? What do they need to do? Well, you know, I think, first of all, they, they would need to be able to feel comfortable in the situation. Uh, sometimes that's difficult. It mm-hmm. takes time. For people, I mean, if they're working together, sometimes they have to work separately and then eventually be brought together because at first they may not feel comfortable talking together. And then eventually bringing together uh, the husband and the wife to really share and talk about some of those things after they've had the opportunity to kind of talk through that and recognize what those real issues are. And then be able to share them. And, uh, you know, from our Christian reconciliation point of view, eventually... Uh, after they've worked through the issues, some discussion of forgiveness for each other. Yeah, and that forgiveness is so important, but it can't come before they really have talked to each other and really understand each other and why they're upset or why the conflict is there. Um, I know God's Word talks about, uh, first, take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye, Matthew 7, Talk for a minute about that verse and what that has to do with reconciliation. Well, you know, a lot of times we can easily see our own point of view and blame others for the conflict or or resist trying to correct the the problem. Um, and really, uh, when we do that, uh, we we can't even get by the issue because it's us versus them, kind of a mentality rather than. Uh, you know, God would say that uh, he, wants a, he wants to have uh, trusting relationships with each of us and have a personal relationship. And, and uh, we have to personally say that, you know, we do have faults and shortcomings and ask for God's forgiveness daily. And, and in some cases, understanding that uh, log in our own eye, and rather than blaming others for the problem, to look at what possibly could be our part. And really, in a bottom line, as a counselor, we would say you can't make anybody else change, but you can consider how you might change to, uh, to make this situation better. What could you do differently? Because you have control over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that I've shared is that we sometimes 
helps if we're talking to Christians to ask God to help us see our own sins because we have had something to do with this conflict. It isn't all the other person's fault, is it? No, no. And, uh, you know, I think that's why it's so important to have a, our own personal relationship with with our God through prayer, through regular worship, through, uh, you know, considering our own shortcomings and, and being able to confess those to uh, God in our prayers and in our in our confessions in in different settings, whether it be church or uh, in your own personal prayers. You bet. Yes, absolutely. Again, going back to the consular being in the midst of this, uh, we talked about um, helping the person see that it's not all their fault, right. um, and that the listening is so important. Um, what else do we need to talk about as counselors might work with those in conflict? Well, I think, you know, as they are working through that, I think it's important for people to understand that conflict is normal. Mm, that that yes. is going to happen it is. as part of who we are as human beings, part of our sinful nature, that conflict is going to naturally be there. But, you know, if we can't overlook offenses, that we need to work together to find ways to resolve those. And, and that's not only true in the, that relationship, but in our relationship with you know, work or relationship with others. And sometimes it's easier to, to do that maybe in a, those type of settings, but it's really important to do it in those close relationships as well. Absolutely, yes. I think sometimes it's easier for us to forgive our loved ones, our spouse or our children, than when it's a church or school-related conflict because you may not even know that person that well, um, and uh, you're in conflict, but you're not listening to each other, you're not seeing each other every day, and uh, that's that's definitely a more challenging kind of conflict to to resolve, is it not? Oh, well, I agree with you. You know, I I think uh, I more than once had to handle an angry phone call. I was a principal and a superintendent at one time, and. And during those times, I would get the very angry phone calls. And, and sometimes the phone call, all, all it was needed was just the opportunity for that person to feel listened, mm-hmm. to, to allow them to work through whatever was causing uh, the uh, concern, being able to acknowledge that concern. Um, and then once they've been heard, then, then you, there's the opportunity to actually identify what, what they want you to address. But... Um, you know, I think sometimes our, our world people don't feel like they're going to be heard. So mm-hmm. they make a phone call in an angry voice to say, listen to me, and they sh- they're almost like shouting at you. And I think uh, being accepted and, and someone listening can be a first good step. That is a good step. Uh, listening is so important, and people do want to be heard. And uh, thank you so much for that. I'm going to make some announcements, and then we'll come back and continue talking to Dr. Gary Peterson about uh, reconciliation and how we go about uh, learning the skills to be reconciled and offer forgiveness to those we know that we might be in conflict with. Family Shield is giving away the booklet for better, for worse, and forgiveness is a choice. To receive your complimentary booklets, call our response center at 1-877-250-8416 or email 
witness to family at gmail.com and give us your complete name and address. Learn more about Family Shield Ministries and where the radio program is aired throughout the United States on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. Don't forget that the program is also available on our archive page, and you can also connect to us through Facebook. I'd like our listeners to learn a little bit more about Concordia University. Concordia University is a Christian higher education community committed to helping students develop in mind, body, and spirit for service to Christ in the church and the world. Concordia has two residential campuses located in Mequon, Wisconsin, and Ann Arbor, Michigan, 13 regional center locations, and the online campus. The university is regionally accredited by the Higher Learning Commission of the North Central Association of Colleges and Schools. Classes are offered on a convenient schedule designed for working adults. Campus locations include Wisconsin, Michigan, and Missouri. You can sign up for free mini-courses on family life on the Concordia University website at online.cuw.edu or call them at 1-877-289-1897. Now I want to go back to my guest, Dr. Gary Peterson. He's the Director of Graduate Counseling and Graduate Education at Concordia University. We've been talking about... uh, reconciliation, conflict and reconciliation, uh, Dr. Peterson. Uh, But as we kind of end the announcements, is there any other information just specifically about your counseling program at Concordia that you'd like our listeners to know about? Then we're going to go back and continue discussing this topic. Sure. Well, our program uh, trains school counselors, professional counselors, and substance abuse counselors and and more recently, we added a Christian counseling certificate uh, for both uh, those that are licensed counselors but would like to have uh, a better background in how they might better serve Christian families and Christian individuals. And so we have a Christian counseling certificate. One of the courses within that certificate is Christian reconciliation. Uh, we also, for pastors and church workers, also have a relationship skills sequence. And these classes are taught uh, by ordained pastors uh, who are also licensed counselors, or they are taught by commissioned ministers of religion within the Missouri Synod. So um, we try to make sure that we're integrating faith concepts with the course Mm -hmm. content that also has counseling concepts and trying to have individuals look for ways to uh, integrate faith because, you know, in many times Mm -hmm. we can just deal with the social, emotional, the different uh, human development issues, etc., and forget that each individual has a spiritual uh, connection and, and uh, needs to deal with those spiritual issues that are creating difficulties. And, and sometimes uh, when we take a look at uh, reconciliation, there's some brokenness in terms of either their relationship with God or their relationship with someone else. And to get to that, uh, the part of forgiveness that we talked about earlier is really important. It is so important. I think when people... Uh, ask the Lord to forgive them uh, and are forgiven by him, it's so much easier then to realize that we need to forgive our brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, you know, God wants us first to have a relationship with him, but 
he also speaks about the importance of our relationships with others. And, Absolutely. And in order to make sure that we, we understand that in Scripture there's a lot of different passages that help us understand God's will for us, and by regularly reading and meditating on it that we can hopefully discern his will and continue to, to grow in, in our relationship with God. But I think when we grow in our relationship with God, we also tend to grow in our, my personal experience, grow in our relationships with other people. You bet, you bet. I think it's important that, um, and I'm sure you would agree, that we make conflict resolution the priority rather than winning our being right. And a lot of times when we're in conflict, we want to be the one that's right. And we need to make the resolution of the conflict our priority, correct? Yeah, I, I think that's important to understand that, you know, when we're working with anyone, either family members or other individuals, um, you know, we're going to have differences of opinions or different ideas or, or different ways of doing things. Um, and trying to understand, I mean, we pretty much understand our perspective, but trying to understand someone else's perspective, again, takes time to first understand maybe we have some biases mm. that might be interfering with our ability to listen and to deal with what other people are t- telling us. Um, and then we also need to understand that there are multiple perspectives on things and, and to work to talk and understand what that other person's perspective uh, is can be helpful. Uh, it doesn't mean we agree with the individual, but it, it at least means that we have the opportunity to talk and listen and work through different things rather than uh, all of a sudden get into an argument or a strong disagreement that leads into a major conflict. Absolutely. Well, uh, this week I've been letting people know I was going to do a program on this topic, and today I had someone ask me a question. I said to her, if you could ask a Christian counselor anything at all, what would it be? And um, she said, when would it be time for me to stop trying to resolve the conflict, especially when the conflict is causing me health problems? So let me just give you a little background, if, and I want to see what you answered or what you would answer, because she wants an answer to that. Um, she is in conflict with her grown daughter. Uh, the daughter uh, divorced um, lost numerous jobs and eventually abandoned her three children to the to the dad, uh, and has moved away. But um, she continues to when she is around the family continues to cause distress. And yet, of course, the mom wants to resolve this. And 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 this was a really heartfelt uh, question to me today. And and I said, well, I'll ask. Uh, and I know you don't have all the details, but should we ever stop trying to resolve conflict? And what would you say to her? Well, you know, I think uh, on her part, she can continue to reach out and continue to provide uh, the concept that she really does want to try to understand and work with that individual. Um, and, and and sometimes if if she's just trying to do it on her own, uh, she may need to go to the next mm-hmm. level. And, and mm-hmm. if she's a Christian, there you know, there are, there are peacemaking kinds of individuals, counselors, pastors, who can try to work at some type of mediation through what's going on and, and uh, making sure that perspectives are heard. My guess would be that there are some different things that uh, are causing some of the difficulties that the, the daughter is experiencing, and, 
and not sure what those are, but trying to get at those and, and allow the, that daughter to express those things uh, might be a first step in terms of trying to get out in the open uh, what the issues are and, and why the current uh, behaviors are, are, are more prevalent as a result of some unresolved issues for that individual potentially. And hard to know what those issues yeah. are, but you know, I think with communication and, and allowing that person to to feel uh, accepted and understood, not necessarily agreeing with, with what they're doing, but accepted and understood, can uh, go some way to try to get uh, some type of resolution. Good. I like that answer. I um, uh, I kind of answered her and what I thought, and I said it's never too late. Sometimes it takes time. Yep. Sometimes you may need to wait a while. But I like what you said because in this situation, they have not gone to counseling. Neither she nor her daughter have. And sometimes that is what's needed, a third party to kind of monitor and help each side talk and communicate their needs because a lot of times there's underlying issues that may be causing the problem. Yeah, and, and they may not even be aware at, at right. initially, and, but until they start bringing them out and they get into uh, a conversation, uh, it may still continue as unresolved conflict and the same type of behaviors. I mean, we tend to go back to behaviors that are comfortable for us that even though they may not be productive behaviors, but the ones that we know and, and use all the time and whether they're helpful or not, it's hard for us to, without be relearning or, or rethinking or, or making choices to do things differently, those behaviors tend to continue. Good, good. I had a Bible verse here. I think rather than ask you another question, I'm going to just read this and then kind of close the program. But I want to let our listeners know, again, my guest has been Dr. Gary Peterson, uh, and he is the uh, Director of Graduate Counseling and Graduate Education at Concordia University in Wisconsin. There's so much more to learn about this topic. And one of the things we will do is put some information, some of those books that he mentioned at the beginning, some of the uh, organizations that offer training, including Concordia University, on our recommended links on our website. And if you are interested in learning more, just feel free to email us at witness2family at gmail.com. I had this verse that I thought was very appropriate for what we're talking about today. It says, Through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. A man who lacks judgment derides his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his tongue. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. For a lack of guidance, a nation falls, but many advisors make victory sure. And that's from Proverbs 11, uh, verses 11 to 14. And, and I had it titled as, Hold Your Tongue. And many times conflict can uh, be uh, avoided by just holding your tongue. Uh, and so I encourage our listeners to prayfully think about who they're in conflict with and, and see if there's a way that you can resolve that conflict. Pray for that person. Uh, God's Word says pray for our enemies. So a lot of times as we pray, God gives us love in our heart for that person. Uh, the, again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Thanks for listening. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.